Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another episode of Carnage on a Friday night. What would you want? What a better way to 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 go into the weekend? Uh, an episode of Carnage, eh? Um, we've got tons and tons to get through, and uh, when you have tons and tons to get through, you need people that can help you chat through it all. And I've got a brilliant cast today. Um, my brother, I was going to say my mother from another brother, and that would yeah, be so fucking off. The way I do your, the way I look after your WhatsApp and your Twitter stuff, I probably am your mother right now. Right, literally but, making sure you're in check and stuff. Yeah, my sorting out any beef, yeah, that I've got yeah. like on social media. Uh, are we doing Avi? How's the weather out in California? Make us jealous again. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, 31 today, so I can't complain. I can't complain. So the beers will be flowing after five. Well, after the show. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Nice one. And we've got Mr. Stay in that building again. How are we doing, Stay? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Not as not quite as warm as Liverpool, I'll be honest. Uh, not, not, not bad, good. though, recently. We've not, we've not had a... Well, this week's been full of, yeah, pissing it down. But it's not, it's not been too bad, has it, recently? No, but yeah, today's not been great. But yeah, it's, uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. No problem, pal. And Ross, the people demanded it. They said, "Get get that bloke off Red Men again." <laughs> you sure you got the right one? <laughs> uh, and I said, "Yeah, I'll try. I try. I'll ask you." Christmas busy, so you went for Ross. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Christmas busy, fine. I get it. <laughs> but no, so man, thank you very much. How you been anyway? Everything all right? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I enjoyed it last time. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's good. It's just um, we were saying. Hopefully, the next time we chat, we'll have some um, like incomings to talk about. But we haven't. But we've got loads to get through before people switch off already. Like fuck off. We still ain't signed anyone. Um, but I think um, I think we need to start off with the news that our um, future captain. I think we'll all agree. Trent Alexander the Great signed a new four-year deal. Um, stay thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, to be fair, it's essentially a one-year extension because he ruined the contract for another few years anyway. But what it is, it's just Liverpool looking after the players and rewarding players for high performance. So, you know, they they gave Mo Salah a new contract after a year because he was far outweighing 
and outperform in his old contract. And they've done the same with Trent. They didn't have to do this. Like Trent wasn't going anywhere. You know, he, I doubt Trent was looking actively to leave, and I doubt they would have ever sold them. And I don't think anyone could have afforded them if they wanted to. But they just looked after him. It's, it's good business. They kept him happy. I mean, essentially, it's an extra one year on his contract, but it's more than double Trent's wages. He's now being paid as one of the highest earners at the club, and rightly so because he's one of the highest. He's one of the most key players at the club. He's, a, he's the, one of the most, he's probably up there with our most influential players. Yeah. He's irreplaceable. Like, there's nothing. There's no one else who can do what he does. So keeping him happy and rewarding him for his for his performance is brilliant, and rightly so what they've done. And hopefully that that can incentivise other players to do the same. You know. There's, there's players who are under contract. Liverpool will still look after you, and they're going to look after Allison soon, and they're going to look after Van Dijk, and they're going to look after Fabinho, Henderson probably as well. Although there's been talk about that. I mean, it's it's it's. I know I know our ownership get a lot of criticism at times, but this is an absolute. They didn't have to do this, and but they what they've done, they've kept what probably one of our most valuable players in terms of transfer fees happy, and it makes perfect sense. He deserves every every penny he's going to get. Because he's earned it and he's going to go on to it. And like you say, one day he'll captain Liverpool, and it might, well, and it'll probably before this contract runs out as well. So it, it was a no-brainer. It was a good to see. Ross, um, Stay says that he's one of the most valuable players in terms of, especially to this team in the in the in the way that we play as well. Um, and again, you know, as he says, FSG didn't need to do this right now. Like you know, I think it's it's very fair to say that. There's no chance he's going anywhere. But again, this is one of those situations where the people that are not happy with our with our owners need to sort of realise and remember these bits as well, right? Yeah, it's not just these bits. It's the, all the rumours and stuff that you hear. Like Steve put a, a brilliant tweet out earlier on today. The fact that, you know, people are kicking off about what they're not hearing and, you know, in terms of transfers and stuff like that. But all the talk was Alisson's getting a new one. All those names that Steve mentioned before, Van Dyke. Uh, you know, Alison Fabinho are all, all in line for a contract. Trent hasn't been mentioned, you know, from what I've seen in the same bracket as those lot, and it's just kind of come out of nowhere. Which, as Steve rightly said, it goes to show there is work being done that we're not aware of. So that's an encouraging sign in terms of transfers coming in. I know that needs to be backed up with actual transfers coming in at some point, but like as you said, they didn't need to do it. There's probably, uh, you know, like Steve said, there's no question on, on Trent about his future and what he's doing. But if you can incentivize Trent as I'd rather and go like, listen. You've you've worked that out. You're despite your age and what the amount of money we're giving you, we're not we're not particularly bothered. You've achieved at this club an incredible amount in the past couple of years. Your rise and your quality has been consistent, yeah. and it going up, and it will only go up more. You know, that's even even possible. You know, whether that's in at right back or he shifts into midfield or he becomes captain, he takes over that. You know, Henderson role in a couple of years of you know what embodies Liverpool on and off the field, which I think he will do. You know, there's no, you, you've got no choice but to reward him. It, it, it's good business. Plus, yeah. you stop all the nonsense in two, three years' time of his contracts running out and there's links and distractions and all that bollocks that we get with Mo Salah most years. So, you know, I think he's, he's a throwing deserved contract. And again, another another encouraging point on top of pre season getting centre backs of starting a new season and going, your centre back secured. Uh, sorry, your right back secured. You just have one less worry, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um... I echo everything you said. Um, Avi, you uh, you put up a tweet, not as good as Stays. You put up a tweet where you got a screenshot of 
of a WhatsApp conversation in 2015, right? <laughs> Fucking no, he did, Ross. He's got a screenshot of 2015 where he says, watch out for, for remember the name. Remember Trent, Trent Alexander. So I, how, how old was he in 2015? I, uh, I'm going to go into my uncle Albert stories, that the ones that you enjoy, Chris. So no, I saw it literally, it was a reserve game. I used to, obviously when I was back home, LFC TV galore, like I was religiously sort of addicted to the channel. And you, you, you know, you'd watch the reserve games when the first team weren't playing and, Back then, it was um, Alex Inglethorpe. Um, I think he was the manager in 2014. Um, and he was playing in a game as a six in a, mid, in a midfield role, box to box. And I thought, wow, this kid at this age looks fright. He looks frightening, absolutely frightening. And the interview after, and I think Gerard mentioned it as well in his book, that this kid is going all the way. And watching more and more of him, I thought, what a player at that age. And the way he was sort of passing the ball, you know, the sort of cross-field passes that we see now across the foot. He was doing that in reserve level at 15. So I I thought back then, um, this player, he's going to go to the top. As a right-back, I never knew. I must admit, I never thought he would be a right-back. I thought if he's playing in a sort of six role now, he would stay there. But he's had a phenomenal career and he's he's 22 guys we're talking yeah, all we the great points that. from stay and ross we're we talking as that. if he's like 27 28 yeah, um but he's achieved so much literally he could retire tomorrow and he's achieved <laughs> he's done it all but no i think um the frightening thing is once he gets to 24 25 it's just frightening what level he could reach the potential there's so much potential with trent still and he's still learning and the great thing is he seems like a grounded kid as well like you know he always wants to learn always wants to pick up new things from the coaches around him so yeah it's it's a it's a you know it's a great deal for him and yeah um hope he stays here for many many years yeah now you, you um you touch upon the sort of in terms of how grounded he is and 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 a, and a couple of you mentioned about in terms of his uh, his i mean i noticed his leadership qualities far more last season and and what I've noticed, which is very, very good for me in a youngster, is despite all the negative adversity he's received, and he's received quite a bit, lads, like he can't defend and, and all this and setbacks with injuries, he takes it all in his stride. Like he's so calm about it, his mentality is second to none, and he keeps coming back better and better. Like I genuinely think those last 10 games of last season. Phenomenal. He was phenomenal, guys. Like he was better than before, even without all the the you know all the centre back issues and everything. He took it upon himself. Like, a, do you remember how Stevie G used to take it like a personal fucking mission to make things right? He's doing it from right back, Ross. Like this yeah, kid is doing. I, I think we owe Gareth Southgate a, a yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Because, well, you know, not not directly, but you know, you, that, you're right. You know that. Um, it's a test of mentality, isn't it? You know, you can question how, how people approach things and that, that's the same thing with everything in life. You know, you get a burst, it's how you deal with it and how you react it that makes you the better person, which, you know, a bit fucking deep. Like, but it's true because, you know, he could get set back from England or say he's not good enough, plus all the social media crap that he gets or whatever else is being told that, you know, his, his form isn't right. And, you know, he could, he could take that on the chin or he could easily just go, he could flake and go, oh, God, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. You know, at 22 years old, the pressure that he's already under, and we mentioned all the stuff that he's won before. I think it's important to mention that there's, there's certain players in Liverpool that have a Champions League medals, but didn't play a massive role. Like Alberto Moreno, Ryan Brewster are technically Champions League winners. Trent wore all that stuff, but played a big role in, in winning us those trophies at such a young age. So, you know, he, he, he knows what he's capable of. He's got one of the best managers in the world to back him. And the only person that matters to tell him whether he's good enough at the minute for me is Jurgen Klopp. If he says he's good enough, then, he, then he's good enough. 
doesn't matter what, what Southgate thinks, but I do think he did him a massive favour yeah. by pissing him off. And fair play to Trent and his mentality, the people that he had around him to tell him, well, actually pick yourself up and, and fucking go again. And he did. And he got a rest out of it as well, more importantly. Well, that's mental and physical as well as being annoyed. He got a rest that he needed to go back to the end, back to back end of the season and and show what he can do. Now you're right. Stay. There was a there was a message here, and it spoke about and it's often it's often asked in terms of where uh, is there a possible role change for Trent? It always comes up, doesn't it? Like, can we see him moving position before we move on from the Trent uh, situation? What's your thoughts on that? Can you see him? moving position eventually or whatever he's good enough to he's he's, he's far he's, there's no issues about his game he can play midfield he's got all the attributes you need to the question is why why bother like he's he's played 179 games with Liverpool most of them at right back and he's one of the best right backs in the world you put him in midfield and yeah he could be a very good midfielder but then who's playing right back you're just taking away you're taking a few things off his game like he might score a few more goals from midfield and he's Certainly capable of doing that, but then he, he runs games from right back because he's got a little bit more space. He's got a little bit more freedom from there. I wouldn't bother moving. I, I just if I was him, or if I was advising him, I would say just go and make yourself the best right back in the world. You're already there or thereabouts anyway. Yeah, go and do, go and do it for the next ten years, become an all time. When, when when people make these lists of players in your world elevens, get yourself in those conversations playing right back. Do it. He doesn't need to move. Again, he's he's good enough. He could probably play right wing if he wanted to. He could do anything because he's amazing. But, but why bother? And what I've noticed, don't you guys have noticed, even this preseason, you've mentioned the time off, he looks physically bigger. Like he's really, I mean, he's been on those Goretzka drugs. Um, really he looks as if he's put on some like arms and biceps and stuff. He must be taking what Goretzka's been taking at Bayern. CBD yeah, gummies, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> hopefully it's just. Hopefully it's just there, just, just wait and hopefully that's all. Yeah. He's, he's remember he's twenty two. He, yeah. he's, he's this is he's growing into his man body for lack of a better phrase. You know he he was a kid. He started as a teenage kid and he was a little scrawny little kid. And when you first saw him, you, you look at him and you think, oh, he's he's a little boy. He's a kid. And now you look at someone, you look at some of the kids he was playing the other day in the same team as in that friendly, and you remember him being like that. And now look at look at him. He's massive. He's filling out. He's He's getting better, Ross said before. There's, there's, there's more to come, which is scary. Because yeah. I think coming, again, with experience and stuff, yeah, there's, not, I, there's, there's no one I'm shopping for in the world. Like, he couldn't offer me any other right-back, and I'd take him. I'll have Trent every day of the week. And listen, he's played, like I say, 179 games, and he's only just turned 22. That's insane. That is yeah, fucking incredible. Yeah. It is mentally, or to get that level, like some top players will not play 180 games in Liverpool. He could play 780 games for Liverpool. Like it's it's crazy, and hopefully he does because he's a he's a wonderful player. Yeah. He's a he's a nice ambassador for Liverpool as well. Just a quick one on this because before we move on, but you remember like how Carragher um on once on uh, Monday Night Football said no one wants to grow up to be a Gary Neville at right back, or no one wants to be a right back. There's kids now that want to be a Trent Alexander Arnold oh, at yeah. right back. You know, kids growing up now, if you want to see this perfect footballer, or not even the perfect footballer, but the footballer that you aspire to be, uh, especially at academy level in England, go and look at Trent. And don't look at him at right back. Look at his whole sort of position. and what he Yeah, his whole game and what he does, his passing, his tackling. That Villa game at home this season, when I think it was that leading up to the week where Southgate had dropped him, he was everywhere for us, everywhere, literally. And where he scored his goal was from that left-hand side, far left, where he just pinged it in. Amazing player, like amazing. But yeah, I'll let you take the final word, Grizz, on uh, Trent. No, no. I mean, enough's been said about Trent. 
you know, uh, again, everything that you guys have said is spot on. I just think he's wonderful. I think Stay was mentioning about World 11s. I think he, I think he, it's either him or Hakimi for me that would get into a, a World 11. Like he's on a par with anything and anyone. Um, I think it's fine. And, and, and the scary thing is, as you lot said as well, he's getting better. Season upon season, his his positional play, some talk about his defensive, you know, prowess. It's getting better and better. And long may it continue. I definitely think uh, a future Liverpool captain and brilliant stuff that he's uh, secured a new deal. Uh, I want to talk, we uh, go on about, we had a little entertaining game. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yesterday. Um, where, where was it played? Oh yeah, that's it, Austria. Uh, it was great to see a crowd there. It was great to hear you never walk alone being bellowed out. It was brilliant. I thought the atmosphere was real good, and 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 um, a couple of centre backs made their debut. Um, now, I don't know about you guys, but I was I had a smile on my face. I was just like, do you know, what? like couldn't wait to open my presents like a kid at Christmas, like you know, and it was like. When they're coming on, I didn't give a shit about the game. I'm not going to lie. I thought, yeah, all right. Interesting to see how Naby gets on, whatever. Certain players that have been injured or you want to see progress. Uh, Minamino, for me, was interesting that he played with Mane and Salah. I've always said, give Minamino a chance to see what he can do. But for me, it was all about the returning Virgil and Gomez. I mean, you know, people underplayed the Gomez revival. I mean, that's, that's like a miracle almost. Like from what I've been, what I was told, like Gomez is like injuries were like career threatening. Like, do you know what I mean? And the fact that he came back, dedication, professionalism. How how happy was you? I know you must have been happy, but how did you feel with with them two lads coming back? Stay. It was alright, wasn't it? Um, listen, don't. It's I heard the same thing on Gomez as you, and I. Even early this week, it was looking like he wasn't going to play. Like it, it, the fact, the plan was to give Van Dijk twenty minutes. Gomez originally wasn't, so he's obviously he's, he's doing his training well. And uh, you know, credit to him and the medical team. He must be he's been through this three or four times now. That must be mentally really tough. Oh. I think he's he's admitted as much as he himself. Like it, it does get it does wear you down. He's had a couple of knee injuries. He's had the broken leg. He, he's yeah. missed. He just missed out on a World Cup. You know, sorry, a European Championships. He would have played in and he would have started games in. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced he'd have been there or thereabouts. So, yeah, amazing for him. And obviously, the, the Virgil's the best defender in the world, one of the best players in the world. So, if you can get him back at any time, absolute bonus, isn't it? And I don't know if that means they're going to be ready for the season or or what. It doesn't really matter. At some point, they're going to be back and they're back playing. And it's amazing because there was talk that it could have been after the first international break you were looking at autumn. At, at one point, that was what we were told. It was Matip was going to be back with Canate and the other two were touch and go. So the fact that they both even got 20 minutes the other day was amazing. And again, I don't care what the score, I don't care that Van Dijk fell over for one of the goals. It does not matter. Like It, it doesn't matter at all. The fact that they're on the pitch and hopefully touch we're going to play some part in this upcoming season. I mean, those two together, or one of them playing, probably worth, what, 10 to 15 points. Van Dijk's probably worth 15 points on his own. His own yeah. Easy. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, that, that was the that was the, the the only moment that mattered to me, really. Yeah, it was. But um, um, obviously, talk us through your how you emotionally felt watching them too. But also give us a give us an overview of the game. What you thought, uh, Ross? Like, did anyone impress you, or 
did anyone make you think mm, still not sure about his form overall? Um, on the Van Dyke and Gomez stuff, I had more than a smile on my face. I'm not too sure what a Karen Clark say on this show. But <laughs> fucking yeah. hell, it doesn't take much to get me going these days. But Jesus Christ, it's um, yeah. it's. And I thought it was quite poignant the fact that you know, they, like uh, Steve said, they've been through in, a massive injury together. They went through recovery and rehab together, and then both come on at the same time. I think it was actually quite emotional, quite quite nice to, to kind of witness. I don't think you know, Klopp, Klopp is an emotional guy, but he wouldn't he wouldn't do that for the sake of just ridden emotion. They're obviously they were obviously both ready. To, to, to play at the same time. So I thought that, that was really good and encouraging building on it. Um, having said that, there was also a few players, I think you, you kind of touched on it there, I'm not after someone to completely change my mind or my direction. I think you have to take like kind of little snippets and a bits of encouragement from, from pre-season games. So Naby Keita was one who, who just just keeps sucking me back in for every yeah. minute that he, that he plays. He does it to everyone, Ross. I keep reminding myself of he might not be fit for Norwich because... You know the qualities there, what he can do, the fact that he brings something else to midfield, the the fact that you know that interception isn't just win the ball back, see what happens. It's win the ball back, go. Liverpool's transitional play over the past year, maybe a bit longer, has been slow at times, particularly against low block sides. Whereas Naby's that different player. Naby's that creative player that everyone's been crying out for, and so is Ox. You know, we we bought creative midfielders. They're just just not haven't been available to us at our disposal. But you know. They've, they've been fit for quite a while. We're, we're led to believe you know, it might be four or five months. Yeah. They have been fit and Klopp didn't play them because we were changing centre-backs three times a week. We didn't want to change Trent. We didn't change Robertson because there was too much going on. So they've had a massive rest you know, on almost a six-month pre-season under the belt to get themselves ready for the season, which is what gives me a little bit of hope. What doesn't give me hope is the evidence that we've got on them of their injury record last season with all the, the centre-backs going, going injured. You can't help but kind of worry and, and kind of overthink that they won't last. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot impressed me again last night. Minamino, the same as you. I think he impressed me. Simicas, like, not, he doesn't convince me that he's going to be great, but, you know, again, a proper glimpse of what he's capable of because all I've seen before was James Milner telling him to fuck off last season. That's, the only, that's all I've saw. That's a highlight. Yeah, that, that, that was it. And I'm, I'm through no fault of his own. So for him to kind of, again, intercept the ball, be on the front foot bomb it to the wing, get into the box and, and pick out Mane. You have to take little bits of encouragement from, from these pre-seasons and, and that's it. I'm not going to say that all these players are the answer, we're going to, going to solve our issues and we don't need signings, but if we're going off what's going on on that game alone, then there are several players that impress me. Avi, did he, uh, did, did Naby reel you back in? Are you a believer again? Or have you always been a believer? I know, I know you flip-flop quite a bit. So uh, where, where are you now? Look, when he came to the Premiership, he was probably arguably one of the best midfielders, like up-and-coming midfielders at his age from Germany. Um, he had a great season beforehand. Um, yeah, he has he has reeled me back in because, Grizz, I just feel that what there's going to be a season where it will come off for us and him where he's fully fit. And I'm hoping that it's this up-and-coming season. I don't think we will get the money if we did tell other clubs that he's available. I don't think we're going to get the money anywhere near what we paid. So, and we know that Klopp's a big fan of him. You know, Klopp waited a year for him. Um, the committee, you know, got the deal done a year before um, from Leipzig. Um, so you can tell that Klopp will be patient with him. He looked good yesterday. There were great bits that I liked about him. Um, I think, 
like Stay said earlier, it's minutes in the bank for us right now. Um, just get the minutes in. I wouldn't worry too much about formations. It was a great goal, though, um, the great goal which Taki scored. I thought Taki's positioning and space was brilliant. He picks up some great positions. I think his overall gameplay still needs um, improving. But, yeah, with Nabi, yeah, he, I'm, I'm back on that train again, Grizz, where um, if he stays, then he will give him a chance. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. But I think there was one player that you were impressed with, Grizz. I want to bring it back to you now. Um, a certain 16-year-old, wasn't he? Yeah, look. A very highly rated uh, 16-year-old. Look, I, I've started calling him Cage Gordon a few weeks ago by mistake, and I'm thinking I'm going to stick with it. Like, Cage Gordon, it just goes, right? You know, forgive me, Cage. But a uh, 16-year-old, the way he played... I was chatting to Ross just before uh, we went live and I was saying like, you still, you, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give them a mention, but you know, some of the nubheads on Twitter, right. Talking about the misses. I thought this kid getting in the positions he's pos uh, getting into at the age of 16, it's all about just checking out his talent, his intelligence, He's so comfortable on the ball. He's so good. I think, was it Rooney um, who was yeah, playing Derby. under, wasn't he? Spoke so highly of him. And you can absolutely see why I thought, for me, even though he missed four or five chances, I thought he was the standout. I thought he was fantastic. Because what we look for in our wide attackers is being able to get into the right positions at the right time to score a goal more than creating, if you know what I mean. So what we look for, Mane and Salah, is goals. And to him to be in a position at that age, have the sense of awareness about him, I thought I thought it bowled well. Um, so did he st stick out for you? Anyone else? Um, what did you think of Harvey Elliott's performance? He's been playing in that a different role now, like sort of one of the three in midfield. Thoughts on Harvey Elliott? Yeah, go on, I go, mate. Um, on Gordon, I, I agree with you. I thought he was impressive, actually. And again, he's, he's a 16-year-old kid. He might not kick a ball for Liverpool for five years, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's absolutely, don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. He might, he might go down the Elliot route of do a season, go on low and see where we're at. Um, they're, they're just different. They're different level. Like, you look at some of the lads who came come on who were like 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and he's 16, and he's well better than them. And I don't mean... I mean, that's not to despise those lads. Some kids are just special footballers and he looks like another one. Um, Harvey Elliott's one of those as well. I agree with him. Um, it is interesting when he's playing midfield that that, that that surprises me. I'm not sure what they're thinking. I don't know if it's just a numbers thing while waiting for players to return or whatever. I don't really understand. I don't think I would want Harvey Elliott playing centre midfield in the Premier League, if I'm honest. I think I'd rather him be out on the right wing where he can influence Andy Ways. Where he predominantly did pretty well for Blackburn as well, but there's obviously some thinking behind it. Listen, we saw it might just be we're trying to improve certain aspects of his game, where by, by which it means just go in the midfield and get on the ball more and dictate, which is fine. It's a friendly, it doesn't really matter. Um, but the, yeah, go again. He's a 16 old kid, so who knows what what the future holds for him? But what I would say is that he's got those special little I don't know X factor type moments or it, things that you just. Just, he just looks different. He moves different. He does think, you know, he's playing on the shoulder of some big grok centre half from the Bundesliga. He's, he's turning him inside out. You know, at the, the after was also booting him in the booting him in the air because he couldn't get near him. And he's a 16 year old kid. So again, who knows what the holds for him, but it looks like it's going to be a very, very bright future for him. And hopefully that's at Liverpool. 
Do you know what I like about he's got this um his weight of pass and his and his and, and his feel of the football. And the arrogance, he controls, arrogance. Arrogance. Did you, arrogance. Did, you, did you guys see his interview afterwards? Yeah. I mean, how brilliant was that? Smiling throughout. It's almost like a newfound confidence in the in the kid. You can tell he's that season at Blackburn has done him wonders. And he looked a total different player, even in that interview. Player-wise, yeah, he looks much far more composed, far stronger. Again, we touched upon um, uh, Trent's physicality, but you can see even even uh, Harvey Elliott, and we know he's a massive, massive like Salah's his idol. And if you can, if you can sort of look like Salah in a few years' time, we're laughing, mate. But he's um, again newfound confidence in this position. Um, Avi, we've discussed it. Will he be kept? Will he be sent on loan? Any change of thought or plan from your point of view? I know. Uh, I think James Pierce has said that he's going to be he's going to be kept behind. I think David David Lynch has said the same. Most people think he's going to be kept behind. I've still got a sneaky feeling he may go to a Premier League near the end of the window. And what would you do? Yeah, just before that, Grizz, we've got a um, super chat. If you want to read it, or do you want me to go? Yeah, I think it's regarding Naby. King Rich, thank you for the super chat. It says it's easy against Hertha, but when you get hooked against Villa and Madrid, I think he's referring to Naby. Look, Naby, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I'm, Madrid... with, I'm with Rich. That, that's my. I, I'm a big Kaiser believer, but for all the good he's done and for all the injuries, he's had some absolute stinkers as well. Like really, really like a, I'm with, a Naby stinker. A Naby stinker is like a north out of ten where he's hooked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, the Madrid. Going. No, the Madrid was a zero, right? But the Madrid I'm was zero. zero. Yeah. I think Klopp gets zero as well for that, yeah. to be fair to him. So, look, I, I, I get all the frustrations and I get I get all the apprehension about Naby. Absolutely, I do. And I'm still 50-50. I'm not totally dragged back in. Um, I know I tweeted it for, like, a lot of likes, but really, right, I'm not fully convinced, 100%. I'm not. I don't think there's anyone can question the talent. Absolutely. I mean, that, the, the turns he does and the flicks and the tricks. And he's probably been the best player or one of the best players in these friendly games. I think, again, the injuries is the big one and everyone mentioned that. But even that aside, it's kind of, Liverpool don't need a player who's a 8 8 8 3. You, you know, you'd rather be 7 7 7 7 7 mm-hmm. all the time. Because to that, be like that, our midfielders are, to be all, most of our majority of our midfielders, Henderson, Ginny, are like kind of sevens every single week. You never yeah. see them have an amazing, amazing influence on a game, like sort of game-changing moments, very rarely. And you'll never see them have like absolute stinkers. Like they're the two examples of of sort of solid, you know, performances, as you'd say. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Kaita at times. Again, there are games where he's going to be really, he is needed. And there are times when I think he's an amazing player. I think Klopp has to be careful how we use him. I think sometimes... He got just dropped into those games that we mentioned. And the the game just passed him by and it was like, wow, this is a big, big problem. I don't think playing him on Trent's side did either of those two players any favours at times as well. That's what it is. Trent, Keita and Salah isn't the most offensive trio combination that you're going to put together. So I I don't, again, I, I said last, I said, we have a big coming out of accepted for Kaita just because I just I don't not only don't I don't trust the 
the availability of him. Like I just don't think he's going to be available. So if someone will pay you twenty five million quid for him, you might let him go and be someone else's problem. But like Abby said before, that that bid's probably not coming because everyone else has seen how injured he is. So you might as well get the best out of him. And there are games when he will be very, very influential. He just he just needs to stay fit and probably work on his tactical discipline just a little bit more. But the, the talent's there for everyone to see. It's obvious. Kev, um, Kevin Sullivan says, to be fair, the championship, I think we've gone back to the Harvey Elliott here. To be mm-hmm. fair, the championship is physically demanding 46 game season. He looked good. And that third sentimental role to drop in there will be good. Avi, um, what do you reckon, Elliot? What would you do? What do you think the club's going to do? Uh, so I think another loan would be brilliant for him. Another sort of, you know, 30 to 38 games um, under his belt. Norwich would be a good proposition because of um, they got rid of um, Emiliano Bundia, Bundia, who's a left-footed midfielder, very creative, played in a midfield three. I he's think, right-footed, but yeah. Is he right-footed or left-footed? Right. I'm going, it might be right then. Okay, my, my bad. But a very right, creative happens. midfielder with uh, who put up some very good numbers last season. Um I think Elliot could slot in that midfield three for Norwich. Um, people say, oh, but Norwich will be losing games. But Blackburn were the same. Blackburn didn't get into the playoffs, you know, and it didn't do him any harm. Um, I think another loan would be brilliant for the kid. I, I get, like, being around the first team, but at this age, he he needs to be playing, you know. We saw Sancho got regular regular football and look where he is now. You know, he's got his move back to England at United. And I think Elliot just needs to keep playing football and then next season um, push on for the, you know, generally for the first team. Mm, let's see. Uh, one to keep an eye on, I think, in the last week of the window. I know, uh, I know Sheffield United wanted him on loan and got told no. Um, mm. But again, stay. That's that's a bad move for him, isn't it? That's like a that you know we from from the William Brewster experience. Like, you I think know. we long Ben will burn to Sheffield United again. It's, it's different managers, but he never got a kick. So I don't yeah, think that's, that's true. But it might just be that the just waiting for like you said, get everyone back fit and, and all the forwards back. So when Firmino and all the guys are back. The flip side is the Afcons this year, and we're going to definitely lose. We're definitely losing Mo, and we're definitely losing Manny. So it might be that to just keep around for that, and then maybe, excuse me, when those guys come back, you can loan them off at the end of the season. I don't know, but I don't think he'll go on loan. I think they're going to keep him about, and I, th- I think he's going to get minutes. I think he is potentially going to leapfrog Divakari. Leapfrog Divakarigi. We're probably going to sell Shakiri. There's minutes for him to get. It's not going to be every game, like like Abby said, he's not going to start forty six games like the the chat said before. But if he if he might make he might make twenty appearances and fifteen of those might be from the bench, and that might be all right if he's constantly training with these lads every day. What we don't want is for him to. You mentioned Rian Brewster; he's the perfect example. Just didn't get a sniff, just didn't get a kick ever. He played the odd worst move, yeah. He played the odd league cup game, never got a move, and then goes to Sheffield United, and it was a disaster for him. So. I think Elliot will stay about. Um, I don't see him going on loan, if I'm honest. Cool. I think Mitch B is getting very impatient. It's probably his fifth message in here about there's the transfer show. All we've talked about is Trent and yesterday's piece again. Mitch, come on, man. You should, if you if you if you know me on Twitter, right? You know I'm not gonna change my. Uh, show agenda or anything to suit your needs. Look, we will. It's a carnage stroke transfer agenda show. Patience, we're getting there. In fact, I guess we give in. We give in to Mick and we Mitch and we start talking about transfers and possible transfers. Um, Ross, this week's rumor says, uh, well, the latest one is Locatelli 
Is that how you pronounce his name, Avi? Yeah, Locatelli. Yeah, yeah you okay with that? Yeah, um, perfect. Yeah, yeah. pressed. Yeah. So uh, it seems like uh, Sassuolo are willing to sell this guy. This guy is a central midfielder, very energetic, um, high energy, box to box. Uh, Juve are the favourites. Do you think? To me, this has the soundings of a of a linking him with Liverpool to 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 get the the the, the move that he needs because it's because it's interesting. It's always interesting when the CEO of the selling team suddenly comes out and says. Arsenal and another Premier League team. They haven't actually said Liverpool, but a couple of Italian publications have said it's Liverpool. Uh, thoughts on this uh, rumor? Um, yeah, bullshit. Uh, I'm going to call it now. I think you know he's a, a lovely player. Um, he's probably the second or third Italian player on a decent Euros that we've been linked with so far this summer. It just just doesn't seem to make sense for for various reasons. Have you mentioned there? Liverpool do sell clicks. Liverpool can drive up people's. You know, new contract at, at clubs, or you know, a bit, a bit of um, bit of transfer fees for others, as you as you mentioned. You know, and Liverpool are essentially looking for a junior replacement. So you put two and two together, and it all makes sense on on social media or, or whatever else. Um, I don't want to tar a whole nation, but we're not at the best track record with Italian players, so that also puts me off as well. Um, I just don't think it's it, it it seems a goer. And and to be honest, the fact that Liverpool are so quiet in their transfer business and and have been a lot since the Virgil van Dijk stuff and you know we're seeing things of like as Steve said before with, with the trend stuff things they're quiet and something comes out when is it a period of 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 links like the Sal Negres stuff like I, I tend to kind of stay away from it because it doesn't seem Liverpool-esque that's not how we conduct our business and, and again there'll be there'll be sources from you know other nations and other outlets that will have better contacts than the local Liverpool journalists because the club don't give them anything but when stuff starts to drag on us go it just doesn't seem like a Liverpool fit for me. The player, the profile, everything else, the style of play, his age, probably the, the amount that he's going to cost, tick tick boxes. Yeah. But in terms of the, the transfer story and stuff like that, it just kind of it kind of puts me off. Um, you know, I've said before, I think we we need another body midfield. You know, I'd love it to be him, but I just can't I can't see it. Yeah, Avi, thoughts on Locatelli, a fan of his overall? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement with Ross. I don't think there's any interest from us. Um, I'd love to be wrong because I think he's a very good player. I don't think he's exceptional, but I think he's he's very much Ginny like in terms of he does everything you know, well. He does everything yeah, so well. You yeah. Know? Um, he was actually at Milan, if I'm not mistaken, and then went to Sassuolo. He, he just didn't get that break sort of at Milan, um, and then got he's moved to Sassuolo, and then he's been there for like obviously um, two three years now. He's it's like Ross said, he's he's a good player, but I think there's a lot of um from the back end of the Euros, there's a lot of hype about him. I think he scored on the in the first game, didn't they, when they looked really impressive yeah. against Turkey. So um from there, you know, it's it's like with all the midfielders, Barella now, um, Jorginho, they all got sort of their um you know, um deserved plaudits. But I just think it's an I think rumour. He's he is a good player. He's a, he's a seven out of ten for me. I think we should be aiming slightly higher though, in terms of quality. Yeah, I mean, I mean, from the sounds of it, he's very much got his heart set on a Juve. And you know, uh, am I am I saying your name right, Stay, Steve, Stay, Stay. Yeah, it's fine. Stay fine. Yeah, I'm getting, lo- I'm getting I mean, loads of pelters in the in the chat. Like, can you ask Rosk? Uh, uh, Rosk. <laughs> can you ask Ross how to say his name? And I'm like, Steve. Yeah. Steve. 
It is Steve, definitely. Um, yeah. But moving to Locatelli. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, from the, I mean, the latest reports are basically he wants to go to Juve. Juve want him. Juve can't afford him. So they're looking for the whole the, the typical Juve move of which what, what they've done with Chiesa is loan him for a couple of years and then we'll buy him down the line. And to be fair to Sassuolo, they've said no, no, like if you want him, buy him. Um, and apparently they met again today and nothing. They just, there's no agreement there. I think Juve are trying to be big boy bully tactics. And to be fair to the CEO, he's not having it, which is fair play to him. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool were interested, actually. And it looks like there is another English team in there. And it's, to be honest, it's hard to really think who else it could be, considering the fact that he's turned Arsenal down because he wants to play in the Champions League. Like, it makes who else? I can't see him going to City, United, perhaps. Chelsea, I'm not, I don't think Chelsea are going to buy another midfielder. They've got plenty of them. Um, it might be us. I don't know. Who knows? And listen, it wouldn't be the first Liverpool story that's broke on foreign shores without us knowing it. It yeah. tends to happen. And to be fair, you know, like some of the sources are pretty reputable. Um, and who knows? It, he would. I think if you asked it, I think he would prefer to play number six, like a more holding type midfield role. We haven't really got that space available to him but but like Abby said he, he is a bit of a jack of all trades he can do that and he filled in well for Italy in the Euro you know I think it was Verratti was injured so he started a couple of games and then he went back to the bench when Verratti was fit but he he, he come on he come on in the final against England at extra time and stuff so his pedigree's there the profile fits he's 23 and he's from a club who you, you can get out of for somewhere in the 30 to 40 million pound range probably so it ticks a lot of those boxes, you know, when you think of Liverpool signings, you start going down the checklist and you look at them all and he, one by one, you tick them all off and he's yeah. getting there. So who knows? But again, in, I don't think it's just a tactic to get Juve to the negotiating table because Juve are very much at that table anyway. You know, they, it's the, they are pushing for this move. It's just that it's a financial thing. So having said that, would Liverpool be willing to go in and just drop 35 million quid given the fact that we know how we like to do deals? I don't know, but... I wouldn't completely dismiss it as much as Ross did, but that's just it's pure guesswork. It just it makes it takes a lot of boxes, it makes a lot of sense. I could I definitely could see it. I just don't it's just again it's, it is a bit of a guess. Yeah. Um selection gives us a super chat. Cheers, pal. He says, I have a funny feeling we will end up with Basuma with Arsenal end of ex- extending contract with Xhaka, other links with Kieza legit Grizz. So I'll answer the Kieza links. Um, because I think I added fuel to the fire, um, and um, nothing new there. Then I uh, the the links to Kies are very true. Whether you choose to believe me or not, or whatever, I think I'm a wanker. It's up to you. But um, the links to Kies are very true. We definitely, definitely want Kies. It's a massive, complicated deal. Um, but if anyone loves a complicated deal. And fixing a complicated deal is uh, Mr. Edwards himself. So let's see how that goes. Um, Basuma, Avi, Arsenal seem to be favourites. Then we were in for him as well, early start of the window. Um, I know you know someone at Arsenal who, who who told you about the Liverpool interest, even though he's an Arsenal fan, but was told that he preferred Arsenal. Uh, what's what, what's the latest on He's that? He's a big, big Patrick Vieira fan, uh, massive Patrick Vieira fan, and oh, so am I. Doesn't mean I. So am I. Doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah, he could, yeah, he could now. Yeah, he could, he could well. But um, no, he's a big Arsenal uh, Vieira fan. Um, we were 
interested in the Arsenal source is very close within the club. And he said that we, you know, were legitimate in our offer to his agent and the player, but, you know, he needed time. We wouldn't hang about like we do. And we moved on. So yeah, he could well end up, uh, um, if selection thinks that we might get Basuma, I'll be very surprised, but I'll be very pleased as well. I think he's a top, top player. He showed us at Anfield what he was capable of doing. He literally dismantled us. Um, you know, when they beat us one or so, um, I've always been impressed with Basuma. I think if United get him, they're a different um, proposition next season. Fan of uh, Basuma, Ross? If we yeah. were to, if he would be the sort of, you know, it's gone quiet, but then we know we've made or we're in for a central midfielder and he's one of the early names that was mentioned. So would you be happy with uh, I'd be, Basuma? I'd, I'd, be, I'd be more than happy. You know, we're talking about yeah. ticking boxes before. I think he just takes that extra few more. You know, we're talking about Premier League experience for, for one, uh, I know we're probably a bit cost us a bit extra. The problem is Brighton are they desperate to sell him? Are they desperate for money? I've mean, just sold Ben White for fifty million pounds, so they, there's a, you know they're not desperate, you know, so they can put they can be quite stubborn in, in what they want to do. Um, I've always said, I think last time I was on the show, I said there's a cost that Liverpool will have to pay for not replacing Genie Manaldum when they or not giving an extension. Sorry, so there's a cost to replace him. I think you have to replace him with quality. Um, I think Basuma would do that and it would be an easy transition for him to settle into the squad compared to some others. Like I tell you, as Steve said, might be a great player, but I think he's a, he's a bit more of a gamble than a, than a Basuma. So I would be all over him. Um, but again, it's harder to, like I said, it's harder to sell because he's, Brighton don't need don't need to sell him. It's just a question whether the player wants to move or not. If he's going to get that opportunity again and wants to play his head's turn, it's very hard to keep hold of him. Um, but, you know, Liverpool need to need to stump up the cash whether they've got it or not is a, is a different question and again we're still waiting to see if we, if we can shift the likes of Shakiri and, and Divock Origi in this window before we can do business just for and not player sales but for wages for squad space for the you know quotas that we, we need to kind of fill in the squad Liverpool either you know we need to be quite patient and be quite ruthless in the transfer market this season it's going to be very difficult it is it's, and a lot of people are sort of throwing in the question about outgoings and how do we get around this quota because it's been thrown about and Avi um, one of the names that they're saying is like sort of is there are we can, how we can get rid of Divock Origi I mean I think I think Origi is going to be key to, to to this summer's plans I honestly do I, I mean he just won't shift will he um, I believe he's got one year left on the contract unless someone can tell me different if we've got a uh, I think he's only one year left on his contract. And if that's the case, is that the issue? Is that why he's happy to be where he is? Have he just collecting the wages and no ambition? It could be, but you'd think that he would want a bit of ambition because we're coming into 2022 and the Qatar World Cup. And I'm sure um, he would want to get into that Belgium team because they're not blessed with goal scorers. I mean, they've got Thorgan Hazard, Eden Hazard, um, you know, they've got Lukaku, but they're not blessed with genuine sort of... Riga's not a goal scorer, but, you know, he can get up... We've seen Benteke get into these Belgium teams. Um, so you think he would have a fair chance to get into that team. So um, he does seem to be very adamant in... Not maybe adamant, but he just seems to be wanting to stay put. He's got some scholarship deal with the Liverpool University, I believe, um, which is a young programme, which is great off the field, but... Unfortunately, we don't need him on the field either. So it'll be an interesting one whether he goes out on loan, Grizz. Um, it could be one of those deals where we get a loan for you of like two, three million, you know, and he just goes out on a loan. It could just be that 
But why would he go on loan if he's not going for a move? Why would he go out if he's not agreeing to a move? Why would he agree to a loan? I don't get that. Like that wouldn't make sense for any party. Because Liverpool might it might could be just a wages thing. Liverpool will still have to probably pay a large chunk of his wages while he goes out on loan. That's usually the protocol. I mean, you very rarely find another loan club pay full wages on the player. So I'm just looking at different variables and scenarios. But, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful. He's, he's made his name. You know, he's he, he's been great for us in the times that we've needed him, um, you know, especially in the terms of the league round and whatnot. But, you know, we do need to sort of replace quality. We need quality in now, especially if you're going to compete with City, who are on the verge of, you know, getting Jack Grealish. Yeah, I think Dan Jay says it's 2023, signed a new deal in 2019. I don't know if anyone can confirm that. Yeah, I, thought, that right? I, thought, I think he signed it just after the, the final. Um, he did. He's on 60 grand a week. He's happy. He's not going to go. He doesn't need to go. And that's the thing. Like Someone's going to have to come and blow, blow him out the water with a big massive. Who's going to pay the Bacharigi more than 60 grand a week? It'll be hard to find somebody. I, I don't think he's that bothered. I think he's quite happy to stay. I don't. Um, I think he likes living around here. I think there's a lot going on for him. Um, I think you talk about people who have to go. I think when you're looking at this quota, and we have to do the foreign players, or if we want to sign any more, Shakiri's one who, who we know they're actively looking to sell. I think the other one's going to end up being Minamino, to be honest. The reason he, was on lo- he went out on loan in January was so that we could get Kabak in. Like we had no, we had to do so. We had no space for a, another foreign player, so we had to go. He wasn't getting a kick of ball. He was the one they chose to let go, and in the end, it made sense. It worked out for for us. Um, so I think they're the two. I, I just don't see him going anywhere. Like I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think he, he probably should go. From my point of view, like he's, he's he's not at the level we want or something. But listen, at the end of the day, Divacarigi didn't offer Divacarigi a contract. Liverpool Football Club offered Divacarigi a contract, and he signed it. So he's more more than entitled to see it out, and he wants to sit there. For two years on sixty grand a week, he's more he's entitled to do that and make the odd appearance here and there. And then, you know, he won't be that old. I think by the time he gets to the end of that contract, and then he can still like twenty five. Who would have think yeah. that he's like, still twenty five? You'll go and get a so what twenty six, twenty seven, probably twenty seven. You'll go and be a free agent at the age of twenty seven, and probably go and sign a Bruce Lee contract somewhere else with a big signing on fee. He's he's absolutely fine. So yeah. I think if Liverpool are looking to get rid of foreign players as much as it pains. Like, I think it's going to be Shaq. I think it's probably going to end up being Minamino as well. I think they're the only two I can realistically see going from the from the quota of foreign lads who were ready. Like, I had people tweeting me saying, uh, well, we can just sell Carrie as well. He wasn't in the squad anyway. Um, so, irrelevant. It makes you question, it makes me question why our third choice goalie is foreign. Don't, be don't, in- don't go back there. Don't Let's not go back into that conversation because yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably- just going to... Yeah, I'm, uh, it's going to raise my blood pressure and <laughs> I've got access to my tablets. <laughs> so, yeah. Who else can... Who else, who else can I, I can't think of who else it realistically could be unless we go and sell a big hitter, which we're not going to do. Essentially, Kabak and uh, Genie are gone from the, last, from the last squad and we've got in Canate and then Minamino's come back, the second one. So there's no room. Someone's, Shaq's going to go, I'm almost certain. It looks like he's going to go to Lazio, perhaps Napoli. If we want to sign two, like we keep saying, centre midfielder <laughs> and forward, we either buy a homegrown player and try and get him in the squad somewhere, or McGinn. Scotland doesn't even count. Scotland isn't homegrown. Yeah. Andy oh shit! Of course, yeah. Andy Robertson counts against the. It's only Wales and England, so 
that's where Jared Bowen links come back into play. Oh. Where that's, that might explain why we're being linked with Jared Bowen. He's English. Um, but it, again, Man City are buying Jack Grealish. Again, he's an amazing player. He ticks that box for them, which is probably why he's worth it a little bit. You know, Ben White ticks that box for Arsenal. It is a consideration you've got to, you know, to. When, you're, when you're planning the squad. We're quite lucky in that. We've got a core of English players and quite a lot of them start, which is, you know, our right back, our centre back, our captain, our, our all homegrown, our backup full back is also homegrown in Nico Williams, Oxes around and stuff. So there's enough, but we have got a lot of foreign players. All our best players tend to be foreign lads. And when yeah. you, you there's, there's only so many you can have. So it will be interesting to see how, how they plan that. I think it ends up with Minamino being pushed out the door, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Grizz, if a push comes to shove, and it's a question to you, Grizz, um, is there any way Michael Edwards, the committee, might explore the possibility of Origi to Wolves, us maybe obtaining Adam Traore, not as such as an exchange, but as a little, you know, a deal there? Is there anything there with the Dharma? Because we know Klopp is a fan of his pace, 100%. Wolves, but... Yeah, Wolves were interested in Origi um, season, two seasons ago, but New owner, uh, sorry, new new coach, probably trying to imp- uh, implement a new style of play. Maybe I'm not sure if Origi probably in their plans, but I don't know. Look, Traor Traor splits opinion. Um, he does, but uh, someone I trust said Klopp's a huge fan, and so if Klopp's a huge fan, it automatically means because I'm a Klopp follower I'm a club lover right what that man's done for me personally and obviously you know everything is 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 everything um and if Klopp wanted Traore then I'd want Traore now I know it splits opinion you a Traore fan Ross what would uh, what would you think because I tell you what I tell you what I tell you what makes me think this has legs right we know Traore fucking has legs and biceps and everything but what 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 gives me a slight Hope, or not hope, but thinks that there's legs in this is we were quoted 70 million, I was told, last season at the start of last summer when we asked about him and we said bollocks. Now I reckon the state of wolves and everything, it's like a big fire sale there, you know, financial trouble. I reckon they'd sell him for around 30. Um, does that change anything for you or was you a fan anyway, regardless of price? I was a fan anyway. I think there's always been question marks about his final ball or his finishing stuff. But again, we, as we said before, that's nothing that you can't you can't uh, you can't improve. I think those football fans, you always tend to forget that your players can improve no matter how old they are. You know, and especially with you know this threat to Wolves with some of the best coaches around and Jurgen Klopp, are, you know, telling you what to do and guiding you with the likes of Mo Salah and Manny to kind of learn off players like Troy will get better. The, the Rigi stuff's interesting because you know you say new coach and stuff like that, but you know, with Jimenez, how is he going to react? Did he need a forward? I know they spent big this, this season before on some uh, some young lads um, who hasn't quite kicked on, but, you know, there might be a deal done there. Origi is a really good prospect. Has he, if he gets a decent run of games under his belt, I think he'd be a bit like Danny Ings. Now, Danny Ings yeah. never got the chances and he was on, on and off out, out of the bench. He goes to Southampton, gets a run of games and shock. He starts bagging in goals. Forwards need rhythm, consistency and, you know, confidence behind them for them to perform. Origi doesn't get that when he's playing 15 minutes one week, he doesn't play the next six games. You, you just, you know, yeah, I feel I feel for him in some mm. in some cases and, you know, the frustration with him 
he sometimes he doesn't look in, interested or, you know, he's playing out in the left winger position that he doesn't want to play. Well, you know, he will be on a play. Harvey Elliott's attitude is completely different to Divock Origi. When Harvey Elliott came out last night, it was like, I'll play central midfield, I'll play wherever the fuck you want me to. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do as I'm told, whereas I get the feeling that Origi's slightly different. He's not happy in that role. And fair play to him if he's not, then, you know, regardless of how much money he's on, if you're not happy in your job, you're not happy in your job. So it'd be nice if, if, if you know, we could do a deal with Origi. My feeling is that he's happy with his wages, but also I don't think Liverpool are happy with the bids that are coming in for it. Now, whether that's at Liverpool's detriment and they're trying to set it too high, their expectations of what someone should pay for Divock Origi is what is, isn't what's allowing the move because last season the same thing happened. Minamino goes out and low, no one's like, why didn't you loan Divock Origi? Mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly it never happened because Ad Liverpool weren't happy with it or other teams just went in went in for him. He's got pedigree, Divock Origi and an experience, you know what I mean? Fucking Everton, Everton will tell you that. You know, one, one, one club alone, you know, again, they need a forward, I'm not suggesting to go to Everton for one second, but I think Divock Origi can be good for a side, particularly like Wolves, who may or may not be looking for, for a forward. And Traore, yeah, fine. I, I want Liverpool, as I said last time on the show, depth coming off the bench, you know, what I think will be different different this season. I think we'll get more out of Jota. Harvey Elliott will be, will be in that mix as well. Um, but, you know, if you're going to sell Origi and Shaqiri, I want those players to be replaced with quality that can compete with the first eleven, or will be a second, third substitute when, as and when we need them to change games, which we didn't have last season. Before we go on to a possible name to change or to be improvement on Shakiri and Origi. I just want to read this uh, Asim Mahmood Super Chat. Thank you, mate. Keep up the good work, lads. Awesome show. Thank you very much. Um, Michael Damsgod. Have I said that one right, Avi? Yeah. The simple names, so you won't be getting them wrong today. No, I think it's very hard. I think I'm doing very well. So, yeah. um, uh, So, we saw him him light up the Euros, it's fair to say. Quite impressive uh, plays for Sampdoria. 23 years old. Um, don't know if you've done your homework. I'm just reading off memory now. Memory. Um, we, we've been, I don't know if we've been linked with him, but I've heard this week, yesterday, or the day before, we're very much in for him. We're one of the teams that want Michael Damsgaard. Um, Steve was talking about profile of players and ticking off boxes. Um, this fella, so I think he's an improvement on Shakiri. I think he can play wide right, wide left, and he can play as an attacking midfielder, as an as an attacking eight. Um, I didn't particularly pay much notice to him in the Euros, so therefore I I I'd done some homework and spent about seven hours last night dedicated to him YouTube. And like when I mean YouTube, right? What I tend to do, right? You should just seven hours of footage on him on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm ser- very hard to believe, Bruce. Oh well, you know, believe it or not, I'm serious when I do homework, right? Um, so this fella, I didn't watch him in just YouTube highlights, sort of assisting goals. That's that's rubbish. You watch footage of him in like every touching games. Uh, I won't tell you the website because you're going to start like knowing as much as me about players. But um, you were fan this this kid because I tell you what, our, our interest is genuine in him, very genuine. Uh, talk to me what you know about this kid. Me? Oh, yeah. He's 21, Grizz, by the way, not 23. So you put two years on top of him. Yeah, well, I I didn't look at his stats. I just watched the footage. (laughs) To be honest, Grizz, um, I know uh, know my fair share of youngsters coming in European football, but this one did bypass me. Didn't know he was at Sampdoria until the Euros. He did light it up. He reminds me of very similar to when um, Christian Eriksen 
when he first came to that Danish team here, there was a lot of hype about him at Ajax and whatnot. And there just seems to be a like good sort of sort of traction with Damsgaard. I think he's a good player. He's a busy player, demands for the ball. He's quick. Um, he presses well. Needs to work on his engine a little bit. I think after 60, you could see on in all the games that he did start to t- um, tire, but he did impress me. He did impress me. And, you know, with the Italian clubs, you know, all scrambling for a bit of cash and the finances the way they are, I think they had a TV deal that just got rejected on Tuesday. Um, so they're renegotiating that with um, various broadcasters. You just think clubs like Sampdoria, you could entice them maybe, what, 25, 30, maybe last season or maybe a season before he might if you know, if he was his trajectory the way it was, clubs would be knocking for you. But it might be a deal where, you know, 21, and, you know, we haven't had a Scandinavian for quite a while now. And we like used to used to love our Scandinavian players. It could be a deal where you think, you know, 25 million, you know, why wouldn't you uh, go in and um, give Sam Durian an offer for him? I, I, I do rate him. I actually do rate him. I think he'd be, a, he'd be a good talent. And I think he fits the premiership well. Steve, a fan, done as much research as I have or already knew about him? I, I'm doing almost seven hours of them. I, I know of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my research involved me texting my mate who lives in Denmark and asking if he's any good. Um, and he said, yeah, so that, that, that'll do for me. I, I, again, I haven't really watched much Sampdoria, if I'm honest. I saw him in the Euros. He scored that well against England, didn't he? Yeah. Or, you know, Jordan Pickford's arms, get the assist for that one maybe as well. But the, the thing what he is, he's very versatile. I know that, like that's what my mate said to me. So like he can, he plays everywhere. I think at his day in his club, I can't pronounce the name. Apologies. Uh, he can play up front at times. He can play either flank. He can play centre mid. He can play ten. So at the age of twenty one, if you can bring someone in and he can cover all those jobs, it, it, it does make sense. Um, again, young young player who you buy in before he hits his peak. That again, it, it takes that box that we're talking about. I don't know. I don't know again. I don't know. It was you, you, you who mentioned him to me. Uh, the, 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 the lad who wrote the name of the team. I'm not even going to attempt. Avi, how'd you say that? Avi, he's a pronunciation expert. FC Nojan. Amazing. Fucking makes everything sound Portuguese, but we carry on. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I'll, I'll defer to Avi on that one. But yeah, um, it, it, it does make a lot of sense. Again, I haven't seen it. It was you who told me about the, the links and stuff. I haven't heard any from myself or seen anything. But it, it does. It does make sense, and I think is he going to be the guy who comes in and just plays back up to three or four different roles? Then yeah, I, I do see it. Are we? Is that what we're interesting? We probably are because I don't think we're ever going to sign a, a, a number nine striker. I just don't think that we that happens. We are not going to sign someone who's better than Mane Salah. You'll be you'll be hard pressed to find someone who can displace Diego Jota's. Stay, just a quick one. Do you not think Vlahovic could do that number nine role for us? I think he could. I just don't think we want to buy that type of player. I just don't think we want it. I don't think that's what pops into it. I think if we buy a forward, it's going to be someone who can play the flank and go up front if you need them to, or allow Mane or Salah to go up front. I just don't think that. I, don't, I think that's what it is. I think I think that's why Diaz Mane Lassar, for example, about those links makes sense to me. Um, I think that's the type of player because to get minutes in our team, if you want to get real minutes, you're probably going to have to be able to play wide because Bobby's going to play more often than not, isn't he? Like it, it, I don't think we're at the point where he's going to get binned off just yet. And if he does, I imagine it might be for Jota going up front anyway or, or Salomani. So it's got to be someone who can do a lot of jobs. So Damsgaard in that regard makes sense. Um, 
again, it just goes back to it's not going to happen until we until we get the players out the door. We can't sign him. He's, he's, yeah. We just can't. It's not going to. We need, until Shaq's gone, then we can do something. And then if they, if they want to do something else, someone else is going to have to go. People keep saying, you know, we're a sell to buy team. We're a sell to buy team. To an extent, we're not. I'm certain to an extent we are. In this case, it's not, I don't think it's financial. It's literally there is no room. Like someone's got to go. We are not going to keep a player like Minamino or Rigi around and then not register them for the Premier League. I know Arsenal did that with Mesut Ozil and I've heard people say, why aren't Liverpool going to do that? Well, pay 60 grand a week to a lad who is, offers absolutely nothing to your team. Like no one, no business man is going to sign that off really like a competent No, one. of course. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not, yeah. Arsenal aren't competent. There's a reason why Arsenal are shit at the minute because for, this, for things like that, like, they were paying a guy a quarter of a million pounds and he wasn't allowed to kick a ball for them. That, that, that's just not going to happen. So I think we, what Liverpool need to do now is get the wheels in motion. People have got to get out. Like They've got to get Shaq out and they've got to get someone else out and then we might see some movement because until then, well, again, unless we're going to sign an English player then or, or a Welsh player, which I can't see happening, then, then, then we're kind of stuck. We, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're right. <laughs> People keep talking about selling to buy selling to buy it's literally logistics of it we have to we haven't got enough space the squads for the homegrown quota issue it's an issue um, I think as, as I agree I think we all agree I think even Shaq said it we know Shaq's going I think uh, apparently Phillips is the closest to going next um, is that a bit of a surprise to you Ross I mean I think we touched upon it at last show um, but the whole issue of now that we've seen the so to say, the so to say, uh, the, the the main centre backs back, you know, Gomez, Matip, um, and and Verge, and then Konate coming in. Do you see that making sense now? If we get a bid in the region of fifteen million for Phillips, as seems uh, probably incoming this week, do you think that's uh, a sensible move? Would you Would you do it? Yeah, um, I'm on. I'm on the fence because uh, I think yeah. I think yes. I, I think yes. I know both both make sense. I think yes makes sense because he's probably at his peak in terms of what his value is because of the season that he had last season. Um, you know, and for, and for a personal reason, he and I said this the other day. He played 15 minutes yesterday in that, that preseason friendly, and it must be so hard for him. I, I'm sure he's made up the Van Dijk and Gomez a fact, but at the same time, from his from his work work professionalism, he must go. Well, there's me minutes gone. Like I'm, I'm not getting anywhere in this team. Then he sees Canati coming, and you know, as much as you know, Matip's injury record isn't isn't the best. Yeah. We don't know how how how, how Van Dijk and uh, Gomez are going to come back. I don't think Phillips himself, from personal, you know, we see how capable he is, can take that risk of going. Well, I'm just I can't risk just relying on those to be injured for me to get my game time. So I understand that. And the reason I say no is because for the same reasons. You know, yeah. if, if, Matip, if Matip and Van Dijk and, and Gomez are aren't 100 and we find ourselves in a situation in I don't know November and December where you know the season's a bit chocker and they're not they're not 100 are we at risk where it's just it's Canati Fabinho and, and you know the fear of last season kind of kind of happens again you know I, I, I'd be tempted personally just to keep all of them until until January but that doesn't make sense in some arguments as well because you know if he surplus the requirements you know he sat there for six months he's just, he's not doing anything. Then that price quickly drops. Interest in him will drop because if Brighton need a centre half, they don't need centre half in January. They need a centre half now. Now, so you know, I'll be pushing to, to, towards that. So I, I think, I think more, I, I'm on the side of it makes sense to sell him, but I'm just cautious of of centre backs not coming back 100, percent which is always 
always a doubt. But the, the people that are behind the scenes, you know, we talking about goers before and, and, you know, his expectancy to come back. And even Van Dyke to a certain extent was the case of they wouldn't be anywhere near pre-season. So those people that are behind the scenes have got a lot better idea of what we can expect. You know, there's always a risk of, you know, a reoccurring injury or a setback with those players. But you must be in an incredible position if they're starting to play pre-season games already. So I'll take some encouragement from that as well. And fair play to Phillips as well. Like, I'd be happy for him if he left, to be honest. I think he, I think he deserves it. Um, and he'll get regular first-team games somewhere. What's the figure that you'd uh, that you'd be looking for and say, all right, yeah, deal? Fifty, I think fifteen twenty, and that's not just based. That's not just, not just based on his quality. I think you talk about homegrown quotas for, for other players. We are, we know there's there's an English tax anyway on centre backs. We know there's a tax on centre backs because very good centre halves, as we well know. You know, Manchester United will tell you as well. You know, paying through the nose for Harry Maguire, but it's not just the transfer fees and just based on what he's he's, he's valued at to us. What's a centre back worth? A decent centre back worth to Brighton now? Well, quite a lot. We know they've yeah. got a decent chunk of money in the bank. So the price goes up based on that as well. You know, Burnley might not want a centre half. I think there's rumours of, you know, or there certainly was. Tarskovsky was going to be off somewhere, you know, th- th- this summer. So, you know, we're looking for a direct replacement. Nat Phillips has got an abundance of confidence and he's done himself, at a, you know, loads of favours in the, in the past couple of months of, to show teams what he's capable of. And he'll, and he'll back himself as well. So, you know, now's the, now's the time to go. And if there's anyone, put a, put a Michael Edwards tax on that as well because... Because that's just that's just what, that's he, what does. he does. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, we've got a, a super chat from NBA. I believe that's some mate Billy. Salam alaikum, alaikum salam. He does. Does anyone know if there's any links with David Brooks? Big fan would fit in with the homegrown quarter two price range, fifty million. Uh, Steve, you heard anything? Do you remember? Do you remember the fella Bournemouth, wasn't it? Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah no, he is. Yeah, no, I haven't heard nothing on I've not heard anything um, on any. Welsh players, to be honest. Again, the only homegrown player, I keep, I keep naming him, the only homegrown player I've heard links to is Jared Bowen. He's the only one. He's the only link of any note, really, of any of any income who we could be after. Yeah. Um, have you, have you um, a fan of David Brooks? I think he's got he's regressed uh, badly, hasn't he? He's regressed yeah, badly. He had a bad injury. Yeah, oh, yeah. and... He needs just some more game time. Last season, I think, was his recovery season, but he was a, he's certainly a talent, and I'm sure we were fans of him um, early on when he first broke through um, at Bournemouth under Eddie Howe. But yeah, I was just um, just one that just 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 the boy just needs um, game time. I think the more game time he gets next season, I think his quality will shine through. But he's certainly a talent. But no, I've not heard anything concrete, Chris. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people are so scared of some of the links to our players. I mean, we, do we ever learn? Why, why don't we ever learn? Like, you know, they may not be our favourites and personal favourites or whatever, but, um, you know, leave it to the committee. Maybe they know a few things that we don't. Fan of Bowen, I don't know if I've asked you, Ross, before. I don't think I have. Bowen, would you have an issue if, if, he, was the, if he was the understudy? Um, no. Um, I don't think... I don't think he's, he's certainly not my first choice, Chris, put it that way. Nor is he probably my eighth or ninth choice, but, you know... I think what you what you're kind of getting at there, you know, I, I don't think Salah was when he, when he first signed. I don't think yeah. Sadio Mane was when he first signed. I don't think Andy Robertson was when, when he first signed. So you talk about that that track record, track record, and whatever else. He's not the ideal sexy signing. He's not used pursuer. He's not Yuri Tillemans. The, all these plays that you know, I think we all have a preference for. But Liverpool's committee, I've, I've got a good 
track record of getting things right. I don't think Navi Keita was necessarily the wrong buy. I think he's just been unfortunate with, unfortunate. with injuries on, on that basis. So I don't think you can blame him for that either. But also, I think since, you know, we've stopped just spunking money for the, for the sake of doing it, Liverpool. So I don't think we just go and buy someone because, you know, I think since Ian Air left, I think things things have kind of changed. So Jared Bowen does, does scare me when you first say the name. But then I remember, <laughs> you know, Liverpool won't go and sign him for Liverpool won't go and sign someone for the sake of filling a homegrown quota, put it that way. You know, yeah. and they won't go and spend decent amounts of money for the for the sake of doing that. So I'll back them in that sense. Um it's just a shame he's needs Jared Bowen because, you know, Sal Niguez, yeah, more, more, all over that. Sexy 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 name, sounds sounds dead good. And he and he's an exceptional player. Uh, I'm not taking that away from him, but you know, Jared Bowen had a decent spells at West Ham. I think, you know, obviously there was him. Um, Antonio and, and Suchet Antonio and Suchet with, with the stands out I saw a glimpse of Jared Bowen would I have said, would I have said Liverpool would be linked with him a couple of months ago no but I also accept it to be honest with you um, that's just what Liverpool do these days um, I think we've got Diego Jota in the house who's worried about his spot in the team uh, but he's only given two do- no I'm joking thanks for the super chat do you have any Vlavic news for us Chris um so the last I heard on Vlaovic was we do have an interest in him. But the odd bit of the, the news was that um, his club, Fiorentina, offered us um, a, a possible deal with cash plus player. And that was the last I heard of it. I haven't heard anything after that. Um, apparently, um, someone I know in the, in, the, in the Serbian national press says the news from there is he would very much love a move to, to Liverpool, but then, which a lot of players would, would who wouldn't. It's all about us having uh, the same level amount of interest. Um, I think he's an absolute beast. You know my views on him. I think he's, he's potentially a world-class striker, potentially. Um, but again, it would mean, as Steve referenced earlier, a total different style, a different total sort of move from the way we've been playing for the last four or five years, uh, which is all about movement and players that are comfortable all across the, the forward line. This guy is an absolute, uh, a mini Haaland. So it will be something different, but one to keep an eye on. Guys, I think, I don't think, ah, today's link. So right at the end, when I sent you guys all the agenda, something came up about um, Kamavinga and Hossamua. Um Steve, do you want to give uh, any opinions on those two players? Um and if you've heard anything on these two players, like no, I think it's just, again it was a the outlet from Leon, wasn't it? it was a, yeah. yeah, and again, I'm a big fan of Hasmoar in particular. Um, I think he'd be a really good sign, and kind of Inglewood as well. I just don't see that one happening, to be honest. Um, I could see something with the one, maybe just again, he, again profile wise, and the fact that Leon probably looking to sell him as well. Um, most people again. It's probably it, it, literally. It, I think the news come out today in France. Didn't that Liverpool have been linked with him? I don't. I don't. That's all I've heard. Like I think he's a really good player. But again, it's, it, we, we're doing the same. Like, we're looking at the links from elsewhere. I, I think he's a really good player. But who knows where we're going to get him on? Who knows? Well, the one difference. Well, the one difference between Hossamawa coming from a European outlet is there's a slight difference because uh, David Maddock, who. Um, who's spoken about Hossamoa and Liverpool's interest going back a, f- a couple of years now. I think um, I think Avi, he'd be very uh, cheap 
I think he'd be, I think if far reduced in terms of prices, um, he was quoted at what, 40, 50 million losses. And I think he'd probably go for about half that now. I Would think, he be in favor of something like that? I think 25 could get that deal done. He is a player right now who desperately needs a move away from Lyon. Um, I think he regressed last season. Um, didn't have a great under 21s tournament. Um, he needs a move away from Lyon. Um, and it's time to actually move away because if he doesn't, he'll get just one of those French players or European players that just stuck with the club. You know, it's similar with Fakir. You know, Fakir, unfortunately, should have moved away from Lyon before he did, before he went to Betis. Obviously, you know, the medical and whatnot with us, but he should have actually moved on. But yeah, um, Oro needs a move away. And I think, yeah, Liverpool would be a good fit. I'm not a big fan myself, but I can understand why you know, like Stay and like Ross maybe and like yourself, Chris, are big fans of him. Mm, I like the Camavinga link. I think, again, I think he's the next big thing in terms of central midfielders. Um, and again, from a club that's not very, um, doing very well financially, they're not one of the ones that have been taken over, are they, Renz? I don't think they've been taken no. over in recent times. I know a couple of have been taken over, but I think Renz aren't one of them. So, And he's going into his last year and we know we like a deal. Um, nice, nice seem to be the big spenders, um, and I think they might have to offload one of their stars. So maybe I mean Guri, a player that um, I'm a big fan of, might be something with them. But this right, year. okay, but yeah, I think we'll call it quits. I think we've gone way, way over time as we do. But again, um, I think we've covered everything that we needed to cover. Many thanks, lads, for joining me, Stay Ross. Absolutely fantastic to have you on. Um, hopefully we do this again and next time I think next time we'll definitely have an incoming look we'll be we'll, we'll putting next on the line to something positive to talk about not only outgoings and links uh, Avi thank you very much guys um, guys we, we yeah exactly we, um, we'll catch up real soon and over and out from Carnage Sports Social Podcast Network